Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of SaaS Sessions podcast and I'm Sunil, I'm your host for today. Today I have an ultra cool guest with me. So we have Elif Cohen uh, who is the founder of Ultra Cool. So they are like Drift certified partners uh, who built uh, national language chatbots for Drift on top of Drift. So welcome Elif to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So Elif, you know firstly congratulations congratulations to you on you know being named uh, you know in one of top 50 most conversational marketers of 2019 by Drift. Thank you. Yeah, we were really excited. We were at Hypergrowth uh 2 weeks ago and uh we were uh really blessed and excited. We were awarded most valuable partner. So out of uh out of hundreds of different marketing companies and marketers and people that that build Drift, uh we were selected as the most um as the one that was able to get clients the most effectiveness in being able to have successful drift instances which really means just that they're having lots of people engage with their chatbots uh and uh, getting them the information that uh folks really want in a really powerful way that's really easy for uh, or a great UX experience for those companies um and they're booking lots lots of meetings so Awesome. So congratulations to that as well. <laughs> so Elif, can you tell tell the audience more on you know what what does a company do? What does Ultra Cool do? Yeah, sure. So uh, let me. Uh, I'll probably share my screen in a second here. But basically, what you know, Drift is an amazing platform. And for those of you guys who aren't real familiar with Drift, Drift is basically an AI chatbot platform that basically allows you to have a a contextual conversation. based on whatever group of segmented users that is for so for example if someone is a new prospect and has 50 plus um employees at their company you can give one conversation versus if someone it's their <clears throat> second time coming to the site and they have already had a demo you would give a different conversation to them and so it's all about just removing the friction of going from i'm interested in something to yes i'm actually going to talk to someone right now or booking a meeting as soon as possible so it's really collapsing that process so what we do at drift is we help people really build out powerful drift systems so um partly that's being able to make sure that their setup is correct but really it takes three pieces and i'll uh, i'll share my screen and i'll kind of show you what those three pieces are but the in really building something that's powerful as far as for a for a drift experience um I'll share my screen here um the it really takes i believe three things and it really takes someone who understands branding and this is with any bot right you want to make sure that the branding is consistent or it's complementary to your site right because if it's off it's just a weird user experience right um same thing with you know understanding the sales logic is it it's something that really takes them through step by step Uh, where it really engages them, gives them the information they need, and helps them move them forward or down the funnel uh, in either answering their questions to a live person or something like that, and getting different valuable information, and also then really qualifying. And then the last thing is, you know, understanding really drift technical. You know, what can you really do with drift, and how do you how do you have something happen? Because it's very similar to like a Salesforce platform, where you can do anything with Salesforce, right? Um, if you have someone who knows what they're doing. and that's really what we do um uh with drift 
that's 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 amazing and elef you know i i i know we had this talk before as well so i know what you used to before you know you running ultra cool so i i'd love you know uh, for you if you tell the audience what do you do i know beyond ultra cool like what do you used to do before sure i actually you know it's funny i actually was doing a we were doing a webinar the other day or yesterday and so it's funny i randomly have these slides and i was talking about it so i figure i since i have mine here nice. i'll show you guys yeah. so, uh, so it's kind of interesting. So before I, you know, early in my career, I, I did a lot of SMB mid-market enterprise sales. I was director of sales. I did national expansion for multi-billion dollar startups. And uh, I've always been a hot air balloon pilot. Um, so I got into hot air ballooning back when I was in college. And it was always one of my favorite things to do. So I always use hot air ballooning as a way to get meetings, right? Because if you're trying to get a meeting with a CEO of some big company, most of them aren't going to be the time of day if you're cold calling them, right? Now, maybe you get lucky, you have a good product, you've got a good reason. But I used to just eventually say like, hey, what is John doing at 4.30 in the morning on Thursday? Does he want to come ballooning? And I'd literally just take people ballooning and it was a great way to build relationships with folks. And the guy that got me into ballooning, he said, you know, Elliot, if someone trusts you with their life, they will trust you with their money and their business. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking people out to dinner or golf courses, I just take people flying to thousands of feet in the air. But what happened was eventually I left, uh, I had started another company. I raised a ton of money. We spent all that money. Like I'm sure many of you guys listening to this have done right with your investor money. And you go, well, that one wasn't scalable. but didn't work. And my wife said, well, Eliab, why don't you just go ballooning since that's what you love? Mm-hmm. So I started a hot air balloon company. Mm-hmm. So I started Seattle ballooning and in two years, I had moved from not on Google to number one on Google and all five-star reviews, and we were charging 30% more than anyone else. That's amazing. Now, what happened was I was getting so many phone calls at that point, and I also had Chatra at the time, which was the main live chat people were using back in 2015. I was getting so many chats, that, and the problem with that is I have kids. And uh, so this is my son, Asher, who's four, and my other son, Luca, who just turned one. And I was, I was sitting there reading a book with, with my son, and I was reading this book, which is uh, Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Any of you guys have read that. And you know, it has balloons here, which makes sense. And, and as I'm reading the book, I got a phone call, and I said, hey, Asher, hold on a second. Like, hold on a second. I got to take this real quick. Because, you know, you're a business owner. You want to make 1200 bucks. Yeah. It's your phone, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I get off the phone a couple minutes later I, after booking a $1,200 flight. And I go back to reading again. And then I get a live chat and I go, hey, hold on a second, Asher. And, and then I got another, and then I answered that one and I'm answering the same question over and over again. I get another phone call. This one goes on way too long. I come back and Asher is asleep in bed. And this is the page that's open. Now this page is called the waiting place, right? It's for people waiting for a train, for a bus to come, a plane to go, mail to come, rain to go, a phone to ring. And they really sure that your chat to chat with you. Right? Uh, yeah. And I realized that I was just waiting for all these people so that I could talk to them. And in turn, it was taking over my life. And that was not worth it. And it was at that point, I realized if I don't automate this, A, I'm going to still miss phone calls, right? Even in the middle of the night, I'm going to miss chats and not be able to answer. I need a way to automate this so that everyone who comes can get their two, one or two questions answered. Mm-hmm. And they can buy or in, in B2B, they can book a demo, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what it came to is that's why I built Seattle Ballooning. And this is, a, 
you know, give you an example of what a real chatbot looks like. Yeah. This is the most comprehensive chatbot that exists on Drift. And so it answers literally every real question someone could ask about ballooning. Um, it's seattleballooning.com. If you guys want to go play with it, go for it. Um, goes to the reason someone's going ballooning, like an anniversary or birthday, gives photos, reviews, takes them through the whole process. But it also allows you to answer any questions. So if you say, how many people fit in a balloon? How much does it cost? Where do you fly from? Uh-huh. What time should we show up? You know, can my dog come? You know, um, my, can I drink in the balloon, right? Those are common questions people have before booking. Right. It's the same way with using a bot for B2B. People have one or two questions before booking a demo. Right. Right. So it's the same idea there. And that's how I got into Drift was we started building it for the balloon companies and the very largest balloon companies in the world using the same thing. And then I go, you know what, we should just do this for B2B. And then now we work with, we've worked with over 60 customers uh, that are on Drift that are everyone from people who have just a couple thousand people a month coming to their site, mm-hmm. all the way up to we have customers now that have 50,000 people a day coming to their site. So we work with Fortune 1000 companies and, and smaller ones, but they need a minimum of a, to have an AI chatbot, unless you're super niche, you really need about 10,000 people a month coming to your site as a minimum. That's amazing. And you know, so how, how did you know, how did uh, the air balloon company transition into, you know, you forming this ultra cool, you know, how did Drift get in touch with you? Like, you know, is it because of this amazing bot that you built? Um, you know, the reason that we ended up getting in touch with Drift was really funny, actually. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I broke basically every part of Drift in 2017 as I was building out my bots because I was one of the first to build natural language into the bot. Right. And and what's interesting is this chatbot actually has over 2,500 keywords, which is the way it can answer every question. And as I kept finding things that would break, they were an amazing team at being able to very quickly – um, you know, take those challenges and move on. And so as I started then reaching out to B2B companies on Drift, we had a team called the Bot Breaker Team. Uh-huh. And we would basically go to people's chat bots and we would break them. Okay. And all we do is say things like, hi, or can I talk to someone? <laughs> like ask a basic question and they would go, I can't help you. And it would break and it wouldn't route to anyone. Right. And what happened was customers started calling up Drift and they were like, hey, our bots are broken and drift called me up and we had a really good conversation about, (laughs) you know, Hey, like we get that we're a platform, but like you can't tell people their bots are broken. Right. And, and they said, you know, if you will no longer call, you know, outbound anybody, we will literally send you people from drift who could use your help. That's amazing. Instead. And I said, great. So, so that's kind of how we became and we then started being really successful with B2B and then we were really the primary one dealing with B2C customers uh-huh. um, because Drift hadn't really moved a lot of B2C. They were very focused around B2B. So although we worked with large B2B customers, we also were really focused on B2C as well. That, that's, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, so how, what do you think about the, you know, whole conversational marketing industry since you are in this industry and, you know, you serve to other clients who want to, you know, use Drift, which is like a leading conversational marketing platform. So, you know, what do you think about this industry? So I think that, you know, the industry, it's really the future. And uh, I'm going to show you, show you why actually in here, because I think it's fascinating. So I, I just think in general, get through here real quick. I think that it's, uh, that it's actually just broken, right? Like I think that 
that the current form of where SaaS is at, if you think about a normal process, yeah. right? You think about someone, when they come to your site, they fill out a form, mm -hmm. right? And then after they fill out that form, you send them an email, and then you go back and forth trying to find a time to meet, and then maybe some of those convert. Or, for example, you have gated content, right? right. And everyone has gated content on their site, and they go, well, we created all this amazing content, we're gonna block it until you give us an email. Right. And all this information so we can contact you, remarket to you, send our 10 email cadence, right? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, very few people are interested in getting all of your marketing stuff, and they just are not interested enough in that piece of content to give you their email. So automatically, companies are stopping people. There's a lot of friction there to actually have a conversation and get you their content, right? And the truth is, is everything is now in the buyer's world. It is no longer on our world where we can go, oh, we'll decide if, you're, if you can qualify. Right? It's really up to the customer. They choose when they want to talk to us. They choose. They have, they have so much control because of reviews and everything else. And what happens is when you have these forms, it's really funny. And so I would say that the forms at this point are absolutely dead. Right? And if you have forms on your site, you're basically turning people away who wouldn't normally probably interact with you. But because you're forcing them down your funnel, right. you're stopping a large percentage of people. So what's interesting about this is when you think about uh, the reason people are scared to get rid of their forms is they're like, well, uh, I mean, I guess for you, like, why do you think people are scared to get rid of their forms? Uh, I think, you know, it is maybe because, you know, the forms, maybe I have given some, some kind of information on the same website before and I have to fill out the same information twice on the same website. So according to me, you know, that's a pain. So I don't want to, you know, provide the same information, provide my name two times on the same website. So I think, you know, that that's one reason I would not fill up a long form. Plus, uh, I think uh, there are tools like, you know, enrichment data enrichment tools available with wherein if you just put in your email, you can get the basic, if you put in a work email to be very specific, uh, you can get a lot of, uh, you know, data about the company through the domain, uh, through these enrichment tools like Clearbit or, you know, there are more tools in the market like those and then you, you don't have to ask the questions like you know what's a company name and you know how, how big is a company what's your industry uh and and something like that so it's it's just you know uh it's just extra field for me to fill in which can be avoided yeah absolutely and i think people are scared because they say well we want all this information number one and number two they say well I want to make sure we're, as a marketer, I'm, I have the right SQLs, MQLs, that I'm showing that I'm responsible for this because I'm scared what if the conversion is worse, right? And, and so this is what I'm going to share with you, which I think is fascinating. So uh, if you're familiar with Marketo, they're one of the top you know, marketing automation platforms. They actually did this test. And we all know that the more things you ask for, right, the lower the conversion, right? The more fields. So they actually did this test. They started with nine fields, which is what everyone would want, all this information, right? Then they went down to, to seven fields, and then they went down to five. And this was their conversion increased. Well, here's what's fascinating. They're now on Drift, and they ask one question. All they ask for is an email. And, the, and what happened was they, there was a stat that just came out last week that showed that Marketo increased their demos uh -huh. by 15%. That's amazing. By doing it this way. 
right now, here's what's cool. You say, well, what about all the information, right? right. Well, what's fascinating is that, is that because Drift uses ClearBed and other reveal technology, uh-huh. when you collect an email, it literally gives you all of this information. So it actually, just from an email, you could probably, even without it, figure out their first and last name, right? What company? Like, we're not idiots, right? right. Like, we can look them up on LinkedIn and go, oh, you're this company, right? If we really needed to. Uh-huh. But what's cool is it pulls all this information out and then it shoves it back into Salesforce, mm-hmm. right? So it's really giving you more information than you even would. What's fascinating, though, is, is on premium, which I think Drip Premium is really unique in that Drip Premium gives you all this information before they even give you an email. So when they come onto my site, I know exactly what company you're from and all of your information. And we actually create a targeted conversation and use personalization based on that information in that initial chat conversation. And so if you're thinking about that, you know, 69% of all business you know, buyers now expect some form of major personalization in emails or in any conversation. You also have to have it in chat. Right. And so that comes to the next piece is, well, oh, I want a phone number. Right. Well, there was, there was this whole other study done at University of Wisconsin. They found that there was a 52% drop in conversion rate when you require a phone number. Right. And so it's just what we're doing. Right. Like, We've never talked on the phone. I don't have your phone number, Sunil, but we're talking on Zoom, right? Yeah. Or maybe you're talking on Google or you're talking on GoToMeeting. Like the, so it really works, but it's because of that that if you can get rid of that, uh, of anything that's stopping someone from converting and get them directly into a conversation, that's the future. And that's why I love conversational marketing is it just allows you to have a conversation right now versus waiting and doing it on the salesperson's time right of when maybe they're available it's really all about the, the highest point to convert someone would be when there's a customer and i think drift, on the site i think drift do provide uh like the calendar functionality where you can go ahead and book a convenient time for yourself as well and you can just go ahead and you know pick any time you want to talk and and you know just be there and it's automatically added zoom link and then you you know, boom, you get a link, you join on the same date and time, and then you're on a call. And then, you know, you can. Yeah, and I think that's the, and I think that's the power behind it. You, as a salesperson, if someone has a question while they're on the site, mm-hmm. great, answer their question and go into a Zoom meeting. Otherwise, they'll just, the bot in itself, they will book a time on their own right. that works for them, or they'll just get the information, you know, really good bot gives them the information they need and then just allows them to buy, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, not all of us have businesses that are, that are that transactional, uh-huh. but from a, but for, for the enterprise ones, you want to, your whole goal is just to move someone into a demo as quickly as possible. Right. right. And if you can get them out of that question asking process and really understand that chat is transactional. Right. And, and I think that's one of, you know, Sunil, one of the, I think the challenges is that there's a lot of enterprise people that use drift mm-hmm. or use chat in general, and they don't understand that it's actually transactional, right? Like the only goal, of, of chatting with someone if they're a new prospect is literally to move them to a demo. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to answer all their questions and sell them on chat, right? Yeah. So it's part of one of the things that we've created now is like an ongoing sales training for chat, for anyone using any type of chat. How do you move them into that next step down the funnel instead of just sitting there for 20 minutes answering their questions, which is almost pointless because you're trying to now sell the product without really finding their need and all those pieces, which you can really do a hell of a lot faster using a Zoom meeting, right? 
amazing so have you have you built like a like for any of your client have you uh, b2b client like have you built a qualification chatbot like we know which would qualify uh, any of the prospect without even directly talking to them yeah let me let me show you a couple live here um i'll show oh, awesome. my screen in a second here um and uh i'll show you a couple live ones so this is um this one is called luma health and i'll share my screen here so you can see it here so these guys are b2b in the healthcare space um and as you can see here you we've got a great opener right it's not just like how can i help you because no one's going to interact with that right uh -huh. or like hey what brought you here today like such a general opener just doesn't work right yep. um so right and that's i think part of the challenge with other chatbots is if there's an opener and then it requires you to get phone number, email, all this stuff, it's basically what's the point of having the chat box, right? <laughs> yeah. So right here when you click on it, mm -hmm. you can see it says 70% of patients, you know, want a better experience, right? Um, do it and increase revenue by 150,000 per doc yearly. Curious, right? Okay. Great CTA, right? Right here it says, in, I'm either a patient or current customer. So all their patients, Anyone who's a patient is set down a different route because they don't deal with patients, right? If they're a current customer, it goes through a different route. If they end up on this page, but for the most part, we segment so that no customers are getting this chatbot anyway, right. right? And we use that doing a Marketo smart list. So we just use that to then fire a specific bot. So right here, it goes into a bunch of value, right? So you think about there's an initial opener, gets them intrigued, and now it's giving a what's our value? What do we really do? Mm -hmm. So you basically, it says you get 20 to 40% back of lost revenue by open slots and no-shows, you're missing appointments, right? Uh -huh. Now down here, we're going to actual the real needs, right? There's really only three needs that we found that someone, why they're interested in buying the software, right? To increase engagement, it's either A, increase revenue by no-shows, reducing no-shows, increase revenue by filling open slots, or increase patient satisfaction score. Now you notice down here, we also have, I have a quick question. Where does that go? Well, that goes straight to a live person that'll jump in within 30 seconds. Right. Again, some people are going to go through the bot. Some are like, dude, I just want to talk to someone. So should you ever stop someone from talking with your team? Of course not. Yep. <laughs> like, have them talk to their team, right? And I'll show you how the qualification works here too. So let's say I pick patient satisfaction scores, right? Mm -hmm. Now, here we have to give some value, right? You got to give them a reason now why they should because they already didn't choose to talk to someone, right? Right. So at this point, we're going to give what's called new information to make a new decision. Right. So here we say, aren't we all, our average client has an NPS score of 89 out of 100. So here it says, wow, that's high, considering Apple has a 72, now what? Or what the hell is an NPS, NPS score? score? Yeah. <laughs> right? Now you and I know it as NPS scores for people who don't, we'll click on it, right? Basically says, how, how people like your company, are they willing to, do they love your organization? And are they willing to refer you to people, right? Mm -hmm. So here it says, you know, our system creates a smooth and engaging experience that offers patients high quality communication they expect, right? Mm -hmm. And then it says, well, what do you want to do? So this is what's called a closing question, right? right. Just like you would do on the phone. Great, do you want to book a meeting for Thursday or for Tuesday, right? right? Uh -huh. a, clo a general choice of two positives, right? I have a quick question. I'd like to book a time or I'd like to learn more on my own first. Now for someone who wants to learn more on their own, what are we taking them to? Case studies, other different pieces that are conversational content where they can have a conversation on that PDF. We're not just downloading it. We're not emailing it to them. We're having a conversation now. 
let's say we say I want to book a meeting with an expert, right? So this goes into the qualification now. Mm -hmm. So now it's going to say, happy to get you to the right person. I just have two quick questions for you. Mm -hmm. Now, because of who they integrate with, I'm going to pick one. So I'm going to say, let's say, um, uh, we'll take a big one like Epic, right? So now it says, awesome, we have a great integration with them. Last question, how many physicians do you have? Now, the reason we're asking this is that based on how many physicians, that depends on what salesperson it gets routed to. Right, can understand that. Right, so, so again, you could, there's no way we can know that from their firmographics. So we can know how many employees they have, mm -hmm. but how many physicians we have is gonna be different. Or if someone has less than three, it's going to disqualify them or say, hey, our minimum is this much money. Do you still want to meet with us? Right. right? So again, it's saving that time and then correcting to the right person. So here, it's now going to pull it. It'll ask for the email. Of course, it already knows my email, so it's not asking me again, right? But if it didn't know my email because I'm a returning user and knows who I am, right. it'd say, great, I'll send you an invite. Let me. What email should I send your invite to? And then here, I can pick a specific time that I want and I'm done. So this is a great view of, of the way to use qualification, um, but also giving real value. I'm going to show you one other one. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating as well. Uh, this is a totally different one. This is called Monarch. Um, so Monarch Education. So these guys are in Australia. Uh -huh. um, and these guys are very fascinating the way we built this for them. So um, you can see here it's a great opener. But what's fascinating is if you're in a specific location, like for example, in Queensland or in Victoria, we give a totally different opener. And that opener says, hey, we have grant money available, wanna see if you're eligible for half off your tuition. We'll talk about a great opener, right? But it only applies to the people in those states who are doing hyper-targeted conversations. So what you wanna take away from this is, your opener needs to be contextual. The more contextual and personalized your opener is for that user group, the more people will click into and have a conversation, totally, right? Totally, yeah. So let's click into here. Uh, so here it says, uh, you know, we can pick which one. Let's say I say I have an idea of what course I'm looking for. Uh-huh. Right, and these courses are about three grand, right, on average, it's just online courses. Right. So it says, congratulations, right? Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to get help from a course consultant or learn more on my own? So right here, we're giving them that option. Do you want to talk to someone right now and skip the rest of the bot? Or do you not want to talk to someone yet because you're not ready, right? So let's pick learn more on my own. <clears throat> so let's say I go, yeah, I want to become an accountant, right? So again, now I can take that information I, right here of accounting and bookkeeping and forever I will know that this person selected they want to be an accountant. <laughs> so if I know that information, where else can I use it? Right. Well, it's sent to Salesforce. I can now send better outreach.io emails, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I can send better marketing emails specifically for accounting as, as retargeting even for my ads. Right. Pretty cool, huh? Right. So again, this, it works all together in, in moving throughout the whole process. But now it says, great, you can learn more here. So now it's taking us to another part of the site, right? Can you still see my screen here? Yep, yep, again. Okay, so here you can see the certificate in accounting, right? Mm -hmm. So we're gonna click on this. And down here, I'm looking at the certificate, and here it says, get a course brochure. I'm gonna change the sharing real quick so you can see the, the uh, whole um, uh, Chrome here. Just one second. Okay, so right here, I'm gonna click get course brochure. 
You see what's coming up here? Yeah. Slick bar. So this is the course brochure on the left side, right? Right. Now, normally before we were working with them, they were just sending this as a PDF. It would just open up and they couldn't have a conversation. But look what's on the right. It's a contextual conversation on a piece of content. <laughs> Mind-blowing, yeah. right? Thousand, thousands of accounting and bookkeeping jobs are advertised every month in Australia. You've made a wise career choice. Nice. Contextual, right? Yep. Our graduates consistently tell us how much they love this course's step-by-step -step structure and laser focused on real-world accounting skills off the comfort of your home on your own schedule. Did they just go through every value that they have as a business? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, right? They just sold them on it. And then it says, I'm ready to register. Great. Or not yet. Or tell me an accounting joke. Let's click on this one because it's fun. Right? Okay. What do you say to an accountant to help motivate them? Be audit you can be. <laughs> okay. So now again, we're having fun, right? We're using a little bit of good branding in their tone. Wow. Once I'm done laughing, I need to chat live with someone about my questions or I'm ready to register. Just promise not to tell me another joke, right? <laughs> we're, we're literally moving people through this process all the way where they don't even have to go through the site because the site, to be honest, doesn't actually matter anymore right. because the bot is actually complementary, right? Uh -huh. The bot's actually complementary to the actual site. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating is that you always want to make sure that it, it's complementary and it's not annoying and you're actually providing real value. So does that kind of help give you a better idea from the B2B side? Yeah, totally. So I, I think, you know, consistent marketing platform uh, is good, I think, for both like, both kind of businesses, right? B2B as well as B2C. And, uh, uh, you know, both, both these companies, both uh, these, uh, you know, industries can use uh, a platform like this. And uh, so I, I, I'd love to know, you know, how long does it take to implement like a chatbot uh, like this, maybe the one which you did for your balloon company, you know, what's the time frame like? Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's the truth. So when you start with drift, right, you can build some basic bots on your own, right. And they'll help you just like any other company. They'll help you get some basic bots built out. And if you have enough traffic and it's targeted enough, even by saying like, Hey, how can I help you? Will you get some traffic? Of course you will, right? Like you will get some people who inter interact with it as long as you've done some basic setup. Uh -huh. But mostly you're building three bots out. You're building like a homepage bot which isn't really branded and, and it, it's okay, right? It works. And then you've maybe one on your pricing page and you've got your contact. For something like this when we're building it out where it's really, this is talking about like massive growth, right? And I'll show you kind of some numbers of what that looks like. But it takes us typically about 30 days from beginning to end. So it's understanding from your sales team, what are the questions people are asking? We do a deep dive into the site to understanding where you need con conversational content like that, you know, this piece on the accounting certificate, right? Where do you need stuff like this versus, um, you know, versus other places and how many conversations do you need? Are we connecting it to your ads and having different conversations? So it depends on what that initial statement of work is, but in a general setup to get you up to snuff where you're successful, it's about 30 days. And typically we charge anywhere from 10 to 20,000 for that initial build. But when you're thinking about, you know, where's the ROI in drift or where's the ROI in working with a partner? Um, I'm going to share a, share another screen here and uh, I'll show you kind of what it's like. But if you think about like, 
as a SaaS product, right? How do you, uh, how much you make per customer, right? So let's assume, uh, and I'm going to get to a slide here to show you this, but let's assume that you have, um, that your product is 3,000 a month, is 3,000 a year, right? And that's what you make on average as a SaaS product. Well, if you make 3,000 a year, you think about, well, what is our closing rate? Well, if your closing rate is, let's say, typically 30%, right? If you're an okay sales organization with decent, you know, a decent product and good targeted users, let's say it's 30%. Well, that would mean that every time you have a demo, it's worth about $1,700, right? Okay, yeah. Or sorry, yeah, 50, about, sorry, $1,200, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you figure it's 300 a month, you have, it's $3,600 a year is what you make. That means that each, each full demo you have is really worth $1,200. Do we agree on that? Right. Okay. So then you have to look at, well, how many form fill outs does it take to get a demo? And not just how many form fill outs, but how long does that take in that whole process to then send the emails, go back and forth, find a time to chat. So that's in Drift in general to figure out your revenue. You can go, well, how many conversations would it take to get a demo? Well, in this, it may be that, depending on what your engagement is, maybe that's five conversations. Maybe that's 10 conversations to get a demo, right? The people going through the bot. So then you start to figure out, well, if it's 1,200 to a demo, and let's say it takes 10 people chatting with our bot to get a meeting, that means each conversation is worth $120. Right. At that point, when you know that each conversation, each phone call, each one is worth 120 bucks, <laughs> well, at that point, your whole goal is how many more conversations can we have, right? Now, this is a client that we, work, that we worked with that it's been 56 days since going live. So it went live on October 8th, right? And we compared it to the previous 56 days. So they, by us implementing what, we, what they did to them what we did, their conversations went up 103%. So they went from eight, 800 conversations in those 56 days to 1,600. Now what's fascinating is actually this next stat. So you have both bot only and bot assisted. So a bot only conversation is really like, just like Monarch, right? Like they go through the steps and they very quickly um, decide on their own to register, right? right. They don't wanna to talk to anyone. They just wanna book a meeting. They just wanna convert or buy. Well, in this case, you can see the previous 56 days versus this, it went up by 202%, which means it went from 308 conversations to 929 that did not even want to talk to anyone, right? Now you have the bot assisted. This is that thing where we looked in the chat bar where it said, I want to talk to someone. We call that a bot assisted, right? Yeah. Bot, great. Someone says, I want to chat. They, they go to a live person or book, right? In this sense, they had 456. This made 639, so it went up by 37% in bot-assisted conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're incre if, if everything stays the same, right? From demo, conversion rate, in your sales rate, right? Should they really be seeing like a 30, like a two, three X return? Of course, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So on a monthly basis, these guys, and I won't go through them, I'm showing real stats here and tell you which company, but these guys literally made their money back month one for the entire year of their cost of drift and working with us. But again, yeah. it's not to say you can't do it on your own because you can. It's just the difference we went back initially. If you don't understand the branding side to have that be consistent and cohesive and you don't have the skills and understand how to build that chatbot out effectively to not have it be annoying, right? 
and that means that it's firing at the right time period, then, um, and you don't also have the sales acumen of understanding transactional sales, you should find either other people in your company or work with a partner to help you set it up. It's the same reason people hire outside Salesforce people to help people get it set up. Right. Because if your Salesforce is screwed up, your whole team is going to be super pissed at salespeople yeah. with tons of duplicates and all kinds of issues, right? Yeah, totally. So, uh, you know, I, after seeing this data, I'm really curious that, you know, people are going for bot only option than, rather than, you know, talking to someone because uh, generally I, I think there's, there's a human touch or human factor, which, you know, which was trending or, you know, which is always still required, which I thought so, but, you know, after seeing the data, you know, clearly it's the opposite. People want to just, you know, talk to the bot and get stuff, get, uh, you know, get. I, you know, yes, I think, uh, yes, if it's built well. Right. Uh, if it's not built well, and this is, I think, the challenge of the, kind of the view on bots for a long time, and still there's a stigma around it. The stigma is that, well, that bot isn't actually going to help me. And so why should I, why should I go through it? Because I've seen so many terrible bots, right? Or they weren't helpful. Well, when one is built, built powerfully and there's context, you see people use them all the time because it, you can see in these two cases, it gave you more information than you could on your own going through the site, right? Getting you to specific case studies, finding out what they need and getting the right information. That's where bots can be very helpful. The problem with just having chat is that what happens when it's two o'clock in the morning yeah. and no salespeople are available? Well, what happens is your chat says, sorry, no one's available. Well, again, does that actually stop friction? No, no it only adds to it makes you guys look like you're not available. <laughs> yep. And I think that's one of, the, one of the biggest challenges is that as soon as you, you know, put a, a, um, as soon as you put a bot on your actual site, you basically created a, um, an issue with user experience. And I'll, I'll show you what I mean by that. Um, so inside of here, you can see, like, let's say you put a bot on your site, right? And you're like, Hey, look, we have an awesome product. It's really amazing. You've done all this work on your website to have an incredible UX, uh -huh. but then this bot pops up, right? And the bot's not branded well, and it gives you a crappy experience. It doesn't route to anyone, it gives you no value. You almost have created a worse experience for that customer than not having a chat bot. Right. And so what, what I almost look at with customers, I'm like, look, it's basically like, like I'm selling ice cream and instead you're giving them an avocado with your chat box. <laughs> yeah. Now that could also be something like, let's say you're a very serious enterprise company and you're using massive amounts of emojis, right? <laughs> That's just awkward, right? <laughs> if you're a fun company, have your bot be fun. Like your salespeople should be the same way in interacting with it because otherwise what happens is people just leave, right? They're just like, see ya. And, and as marketers, we're like, Sorry. yeah, we're like, we spent all this money, right? Yeah. And targeting to get someone to our dang site. Uh -huh. And then literally they're just leaving because now they actually view, not only was our chat bot bad, but they now view our products must suck and our communication as a company must suck. And so what I always say is that how you do one thing like Mr. Miyagi is the way you do everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you really have to, you have to, it, it, the, everything comes down to that first impression, right? And your chat bot, if it's interacting with someone in any way, that is your first impression. So if no one's there to interact with it, even as a regular chat with no chat bot, and you are not available in 30 seconds, 
you are literally giving a worse experience than not having it even on there. Right. And that's why it's important to make sure of when people are jumping on, that there's proper routing, and then you're able to use a bot to help that after hours. Um, so they don't, they can get the information still, right? Totally. So, you know, uh, when you're talking about this uh, whole contextual thing, so I, I, uh, one thing came to my mind, which is like, you know, ABM. So I think Drift plays along and plays well with ABM. Uh, tools and ABM methodologies as well. So how, how do you think, you know, one can leverage Drift and as well as an ABM tool uh, to, you know, to provide that contextuality because you sell, you know, your website is selling ice leaves and then you're selling avocado. Uh, you're selling avocado to your, you know, visitors. So how would, uh, you know, do you think? Sure. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I think that's really important because ABM is a, is a really big deal. And with any company that is doing any type of enterprise sale, right. you really have to be doing ABM um, in some way. And so what's fascinating about Drift is there's two pieces. Uh, maybe, you know, you can tell the audience real quick, you know, what ABM is, not everyone, I think. Would... Oh, yeah, yeah. So ABM, basically, it's, a, it's account-based marketing, right? So, so account-based marketing basically means that you know who this person is or they're, they're a targeted account. And your job is to, is to create a process that's personalized for them through the whole process, right? So um, based on what maybe they clicked on the site or they've watched a certain video, that they're as they're moving through the funnel, that you know everything about them to create a better experience versus the same experience for everyone. And the reason that's important is that 69% of business buyers at this point expect hyper-personalization. So you can't just, that's why regular like, marketing emails fail now is because they're not personalized enough. Just like with a LinkedIn message, right? I get LinkedIn messages all the time. They go, Hey, I think we should connect because we have people in common or I like your business. Right. I write back to them. I did one this morning. I don't know if it's a real a-hole move, but I literally said that was an impersonal and non-contextual opener. Why don't you go back to my profile, learn about who I am, look at my website, see if it even makes sense. Yeah, I think I did that. At all based on what you do and who we are. And then tell me in one paragraph why you asked what, what the value would be by us chatting because I, I'm pretty sure you're trying to pitch me on some business, right? And from that, I've had people respond back and they go, you know what? I looked and you're not a fit. Thanks for letting me know. Or no, it doesn't make sense to connect actually. And, and I go, great. And other ones, when they do it, I'll set a demo with them. Because again, they've gone through the work to do it. So again, with, so the way that ABM works powerfully with Drift, which I find fascinating, is twofold. Yeah. One is for people who are using Drift Pro, and one who are using Drift Premium. And I'll explain why you would want one versus the other, because they're very different based on the type of business you have and the type of customers you have. In general, this is an audience example of a chatbot when it might fire. So for example, what site it would go on, what page, you know, how long they've been on the page for, so maybe that's 20 seconds in, 30 seconds in, five seconds in, uh, who that target segment is, right? This is someone who's already booked a demo, because here's what people miss in ABM with chat. If I've already come to the site and I've booked a demo already, or I've already had a demo, uh -huh. should you be trying to convince me to book another demo? <laughs> no, yeah. that's so awkward. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Or I'm already a customer. Why are you trying to book a demo with me? Right. <laughs> yeah. So again, ABM is really what I, instead of saying ABM, I say create an extraordinary customer and prospect experience. That's ABM. 
it's just not being awkward by giving them the wrong message based on who you already know they are, right. especially when you have that data, that's hilarious. And it makes you look unprofessional, right? So again, you know, if someone's booked a demo or not, great, let's do it based on that contact summit or what state they're in or how, how long they've been on the site or which device they're on, right? Like mobile versus desktop. We have different experiences on mobile and desktop from all of our companies, right? Well, a bot shouldn't fire right away on mobile because it's a different experience, right? So, or maybe you're targeting by number of employees or revenue, right? Yeah. So that's the way that ABM uh, works in, and in pro. Now it's fascinating in premium, since you have all this additional clear bit information, you can then give a specific conversation based on let's say their revenue or how many employees they have or what systems they use, right? And that's where you get a very targeted personal experience with account management and move them very, very quickly through the funnel versus like your normal funnel stages where you go, oh, this person is somewhat interested. This person's here in this funnel. Well, if they're in those funnels, you need to be very in intentional about giving the right conversation to move them quickly as a transaction into the next step versus just waiting for them to read some content, which is again why I love conversational content, right? I can send a PDF to someone who's interested off of the Facebook ad and I'm going straight to that content and have a conversation with me now versus me collecting their email and sending a bunch of random emails for the next 10, 10 days, right? Like I, I just think it's broken that, that old world. And if you're not doing it with ABM or really providing an extraordinary customer experience or prospect experience, it just makes you look unprofessional to your clients, which means that then they automatically have this pre-notion that that is how you will be as a business. And I think that's what this all comes down to is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you're not committed on the front end of that experience, why should they expect on the back end of the experience it's going to be any better? Even if that back end experience is absolutely extraordinary. It all starts at the very first interaction and that, that first impression that you create. Totally. So I think, uh, you know, for all ABM tools and for all ABM, you know, implementations, I think Drift would be a perfect or, uh, you know, very perfect and very amazing uh, tool with, which can integrate in your ABM strategy and which can play along with all your ABM data as well. So since just like you've shown that, you know, uh, how many employees does the company have? Is, is this already a customer? Do you, if that's your customer, then do you want to really show them? Uh, you know, book demo link. <laughs> I mean, that's really embarrassing as well. So, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it's so embarrassing. It is, it is the most embarrassing thing in the world to have a customer who's an enterprise customer come to your site and you literally pretend not to know who they are because you don't know. And, and again, when you think about ABM, all of this integrates into all the other marks, Martech right. stack anyway, right? Like integrates with Outreach.io and integrates with HubSpot and Salesforce and Marketo and Eloqua and all the different systems. So wherever you, you have those smart lists created, right, for segmentation, you can use from those lists. You can also use directly in Drift. You can upload that to Drift if you don't have a direct integration. Um, but all of those same cookies fire for like the Munchkin cookie or the HubSpot cookie. All those will fire anyway. And then again, with Salesforce as a two-way integration, but otherwise you just build it via Zapier. If it didn't have it with, if you're with a random CRM system or something that's different, you can still use it. Um, now the difference I would say that of why someone would want premium or not, the main focus is that premium allows you to see who that company is ahead of time. If that's important 
to know who that company is and based on how you would interact with them differently. And you want that salesperson who is the owner of that account to get notified when they come onto the site. That is premium. Now you can also pull more contextualization from Clearbit, but Pro is more for people who uh, B2C, right. right? Or someone who's selling who doesn't necessarily, maybe they, uh, people who are like real estate agents who use like personal email addresses because premium is really pulling from the IP address if they're in their office. So if, you're, if your customers are people who are just like coaches, right? And that's your target audience, most of them are using, like they're working out of their homes, right? Versus being in an office. If they're major corporations or organizations that you go after, like enterprise, you have to go with premium because you want that insight because you can have different conversations and fast track people directly to that person who's a target account, who's working on that account. So when they do hit the site, finally, after all your emails and everything <laughs> and phone calls, great. Now that they're there, you can literally chat with them and just second when they get on the site and that's a red carpet extraordinary customer experience right totally so i think you know we have had a, like a great conversation and I, i'm sure like you know people might know about drift and they if they don't they'll go and you know check it out uh, but you know once once they start using drift i think the platform uh, you know whatever plan you're on can be a little overwhelming if you're using chatbot so you know do you do you know about any such resources where you can, you know, you can, they can obviously avail your services, like, you know, like ultra cool services for sure. But uh, are there any other platforms or are there any other courses that, you know, you can learn to build your own kind of chatbot on top of Drift, just like you did. Maybe just get started. Yeah. So, so yeah, here's what I would say, you know, the, I mean, you're more than welcome to go on to, um, to ultra cool.io and you can check out our drift experience and it pulls from your actual pre we have premium. So it will pull your actual company info and all that stuff and show you the way you can use that. Some great videos about using context, branding, that kind of stuff and bots. Um, we're always happy to chat with people either way. If you want to come talk to us, we can go through kind of your use case for 30 minutes um, and help you. Or if you're already on drift, we're happy to chat with you at that point. Um, you can either go to Drift's website, you can go and get a demo from them too. Uh, we're more than happy to. Otherwise, I'm happy to chat with you and then connect you over to Drift. Um, I work with a, a uh, I know most of the Drift sales guys. So it's <laughs> yeah. helpful if someone's had a conversation with us first to understand it as we're the power user on the whole system to then go, okay, here's what I know I want to do with it. And then you can have a conversation about a plan you might need. Um, and then we're always happy to connect you over to uh, Seamus, one of the other sales guys we work with. And they do the same thing. They send a lot of folks over to us to help understand uh, from a partner what they can really do with Drift and what's effective. As far as for pricing with Drift in general, um, they have a free version for just chat. If, you're not, if you don't want to have a bot on your site, it's free. Um, then for the pro version, it's $400 a month and then about 50, 40, I think, or $50 a seat. Right. Um, that's for people who just want to build basic bots, but don't, uh, of all the systems, but don't necessarily care to know who the company is when they just come to the site, right? And having additional information or need that Salesforce integration. And then premium starts at $1,500 a month and then $80 a seat. But again, it makes it back so quickly if you're, depending on what space you are. Right. Um, and then the other pieces are, um, the conversational content comes along with that. You can build bots for that inside of either pro or premium. And then the other add-on is for drift video. Uh, drift video is the last thing that, I, that I'll talk about real quick that I think is fascinating. Uh, drift video allows you to create a video screen share and have a conversation beneath it. Mm -hmm. 
and eventually they'll be putting chatbots beneath it. So imagine I sent you a video, Sunil, with a screenshot all about your company. And then when you were watching it, I knew you were watching it and I could jump on and start having a conversation with you. Talk about like amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so Drift Video is really the, the future and how you use it as a salesperson um, through that whole process, integrating your entire sales follow-up and closing because it moves that sales process along so much faster. I think they acquired a company called Siftrock. Uh, is that correct? Which allows, uh, which integrates with, which is now Drift Video. Um, yeah, so it so Drift Video in itself is uh, almost like a platform on its own, but it integrates back into Drift for chat. Yeah. Um, so that's the way it integrates in for pulling video. You can pull videos and that kind of stuff into your chatbots. Again, right? They're moving towards that, just like with like YouTube or Wistia or right. Vidyard. You can drop a video into your chatbot using unfurling. Um, but, nice. Um, but eventually, they'll have it where Drift Video integrates back into the bots as well. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, so I left, you know, a parting question. Uh, so what's, what's next for you and what's next for Ultra Pool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so next for us, um, we've started to work with, uh, larger and larger organizations. And at this point we're, we're starting to work with a lot, a lot of, uh, very, very large organizations that are using drift and drift AI. Mm -hmm. So drift AI is the, is kind of how I do with keywords with Seattle ballooning. Right. Uh, they have Drift AI and it's around $100,000 for Drift AI. What we're finding is even with that, these huge organizations still need a lot of help in making sure that the logic and all those different systems work together really powerfully. And so we've been working with more and more, you know, Silicon Valley folks that have raised 40, 50, $100 million, you know, in really helping them with this, with the chat strategy. And now what we're moving towards is for a uh, ongoing training for salespeople. And that's what I'm going to right after this. I'm going to our professional studio. We're recording a whole bunch of webinars where nice. it'll be all about our podcast, all about how salespeople can use Drift through the entire process in order to exceed their sales goals. And that comes to everything of how you interact with people, how you enter conversations, how you follow up with people, how you use Drift video in order to move those forward. Um, how you can move other members on your team into like your calendar. So when someone's booking with a, with two or three people. And so I find that that's the biggest missing with Drift right now is that sales organizations and salespeople don't, um, they're enterprise salespeople, right? They don't understand transactional sales and Drift is transactional. Right. It's moving someone from here to here so that then you can have a conversation. So even Having someone move from a chat uh, to answering a couple of questions into a Zoom meeting and the best practices around do that, doing that or uh, in building rapport through chat without being awkward, right? It's all, it, to be honest, it's all basic sales skills. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just happens to be of how you use it in chat and then people go, okay, I get that now. And then it causes them to absolutely just destroy their sales goals. So we're teaching people to do what Drift salespeople do for Drift right now. Uh -huh with everyone else who's already using Drift as kind of a separate uh, separate piece to help salespeople be effective once you have a bot that is able to actually route to a salesperson. That's that's really amazing. I mean, you know, all the best to you and, you know, Ultra Cool in this in this journey. So, you know, thanks a lot for doing this, Aleph. And, uh, you know, if, if any of you guys listening, if you are in Seattle, don't visit, don't forget to visit, you know, Seattle Ballooning <laughs> and have this amazing experience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do remember to book the balloon right through the chatbot. <laughs>
Absolutely. And if you want to go play around some pla- from chatbots, feel free to play around the Seattle ballooning one. Because uh, at this point, I don't even man it because it never breaks for anyone who asks a real <laughs> yeah. question. So if you ask some weird questions, says I'm grabbing a pilot for you. Um, I normally don't answer that during the day, but that's because our chatbot works so well. It never breaks for normal people who are actually booking a flight. Uh-huh. Um, and then for ultra cool, you know, if you guys have questions, feel free to go to the ultracool.io site. You play around with that bot, learn some cool stuff, and feel free to follow me on LinkedIn um, at Eliav Cohen. And uh, you can probably put that in yeah, there. Yeah, we're in there too. But um, we do all kinds of cool webinars and stuff around Drift specifically in chat. So if you want to learn more, uh, feel free to join us on there too. Awesome. I'll, I'll do include all these links in the description so people can go and check out. So, yeah. Yep, absolutely. You got it. Yep. Thanks a lot, Lev, for doing this. You know, it was great speaking with you. <laughs> absolutely. It was awesome talking to you too. And hopefully, uh, the folks who are, you guys who are watching this get a, uh, learned a little bit more about what you can do with AI chatbots and what's possible. And, you know, if you have one takeaway from this, get rid of your forms. <laughs> They're hurting business, right? Totally. Go to chatbots and make sure that that chatbot is, it's cohesive. It's, it's complimentary. That timing is good. It's not annoying. And then you're good branding. So you create a great first impression. Totally. So, yeah, that's awesome.